Well, a warm welcome to today's talk. It's still Friday the 27th of October. Now, yesterday we looked at Esther McVeigh talking in the British Parliament about safe and effective, and a lot of you watched that yesterday. And we're not a political channel here, but uh, today I've got Andrew Bridgen, again, just talking a few days ago in the British Parliament about his concerns about forming new unions without the democratic permission of the people. And this is not just the UK, this is all around the world. And of course, he's particularly concerned about the new international health regulations and about the post-pandemic agreements, both being pushed through by the World Health Organization, but just seem to be being accepted by governments around the world. Now, what is going on here? Why are governments around the world quite happy, apparently, just to give away this sovereignty? And what sort of dictatorial, potentially totalitarian future does this lead us into? Why is it that world leaders are just seeming to just bend over, lay back, be walked on? It really doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Um, I don't pretend to understand it. There was quite a few Conservative MPs at this debate. Uh, Labour, two or three perhaps MPs. Lib Dems, I didn't see any. Scottish National Party, there could have been one. But we're talking about WHO and foreign influence, private funding, diplomatic immunity, unelected elites, irreversible loss of sovereignty, uh, mandating of medicines, banning of other medicines, which may well be life-saving, but we potentially won't be allowed these medicines. It's just very strange. And as a result of WHO policies, partly, Andrew Bridgen mentions that the British government has added $400 billion to the national debt. Anyway, uh, enough from me. Do, do give Andrew Bridgen this 10 minutes. Well worth listening to. Mr Andrew Bridgen. Thank you, Madam Deputy Speaker. I beg to move that leave be given to bring in a bill to prohibit Ministers of the Crown from making or implementing any legal instrument which is not consistent with the sovereignty of the United Kingdom Parliament unless it has been approved by a referendum and for connected purposes. Well, Madam Deputy Speaker, this is a bill that does what it says on the tin. The point of this bill is to uphold the integrity and sovereignty of this great house and this great nation. But Madam Deputy Speaker, this bill would also stop something which threatens the people of our great nation now, right now. It would stop the government from blindly accepting the World Health Organization's amendments to the international health regulations and the so-called post-pandemic agreement, something they appear intent on doing without even consulting this house, let alone the public. The government signed up to the WHO Pandemic Preparedness Treaty negotiations without a single word being uttered in government time. The only time we've ever mentioned this in Parliament was on the 17th of April this year, and this debate in Westminster Hall was forced by over 156,000 members of the public through a petition. A further petition to reject the amendments to the IHR has closed, uh, reaching over 116,000 signatures, but no time yet has been allocated for the debate. These two instruments, if followed, will control how future governments can prepare and respond to emergencies. And Madam Deputy Speaker, in my view, it would amount to making this House redundant. This treaty and the amendments to the IHR, if allowed to progress, will fundamentally change 
the relationship between citizen and state, moving away from a parliamentary democracy that's been the envy of the world for centuries to an autocratic dictatorship led by an unelected, unaccountable Director-General of the WHO. The same organisation that's been accused of undue Chinese influence as well as severely mismanaging and covering up the spread and origin of COVID-19. The same organisation which is mostly funded by commercial and private interests and has diplomatic immunity for its employees and their families. What could possibly go wrong, Madam Deputy Speaker? My constituents in North West Leicestershire voted to leave the European Union in 2016. Indeed, I campaigned for that too. But my, what my constituents didn't vote for in tens of thousands was to leave the EU, only to be subject to an even more autocratic and unaccountable body which takes away sovereignty from this House and from our people. We voted to leave the European Union to take back control, not to give it away to the WHO or anybody else. We're all elected by our constituents to represent them and speak on their behalf. So when it comes to matters of their sovereignty and to protect their freedoms and rights, surely it's our responsibility to defend those rights and privileges. We're all only custodians of power and sovereignty for a brief period of time, after which it must be returned to the people intact at the next election so they can again decide who they wish to re represent them at the, for the next parliamentary period. And when it comes to sovereignty, giving sovereignty away, it always has to go back to the people and it requires a referendum. So the people should decide whether they wish to give their sovereignty away and in this case whether they want the Director General of the WHO controlling their life, not the government of the day. And to give those powers away uh, would be nothing short of a dereliction of our duties. The WHO would like to paint the picture of this treaty and the amendments being all about nation states working together in harmony to fight deadly pathogens when in fact it's a huge power grab by an unelected, unaccountable elite. They don't want to debate on this, Madam Deputy Speaker. They would quite happily see this pass through by the back door without a word being mentioned. And that is not my idea of open uh, parliamentary democracy. The, the Director General of the WHO will have the ability to call a public health emergency of international concern, abbreviated to a fake, Madam Deputy Speaker. He would take absolute control of the lives of all citizens of, of our sovereign nation. This is a power grab, not just of this nation, but all nations around the globe who sign up. Such new powers, which the WHO will gain, will include freedom to declare a pandemic, or even a potential for a pandemic, at which point all decision-making powers will fall under the control of the WHO. It would also include the ability to call an emergency due to human pathogens, animal pathogens, or a perceived environmental threat, or even the risk the perceived risk of any of the above, the freedom to impose lockdown restrictions on all individuals in member states and to make vaccinations or other medications mandatory. Such vaccines would be made in 100 days, <coughs> skipping human trials and shaving safety and efficacy testing down to the bare bones. Furthermore, it would cede power for the right to specify the use of certain medications in medical emergencies and ban others, to decide the health care for every person uh, with local doctors being forced to follow WHO edicts. The obligation to carry uh, a global health passport would be given over to these unelected bureaucrats in Geneva. Nations would be required to surveil and censor the press and social media so that no dissenting voices can be heard and the removal of the clause regarding human rights is, uh, is unforgivable. The recommendations which the WHO issued during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic were exactly that, recommendations. 
they were advisory and up to the sovereign governments and sovereign parliaments to implement them or ignore them, as Sweden bravely and successfully chose to ignore them. This treaty would make the WHO's recommendations mandatory without a debate in this House or indeed any other elected chamber of nations which signs up to these flawed agreements. As George Santanea said, those who fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them. I have some severe worries that the lessons of the last pandemic have not been learned by the WHO itself, as they will not even have a review of their recommendations during the last pandemic. So sure are they that their advice was absolutely perfect, when in fact we know from independently conducted reviews it was actually a litany of disasters, lockdowns, mandatory experimental vaccines and masks, all of which caused our population and economy huge harm. We're in danger of giving this organisation even more powers to overreach itself and repeat those catastrophic mistakes. Madam Deputy Speaker, do we, do we really want a repeat of the measures recommended by the WHO who resulted in $400 billion on the national debt, which has caused ravaging inflation, not to mention the huge NHS waiting lists, one million young people in need of mental health support and the damage to our children's education and development? So that begs the question, why on earth would anyone want, would be willing to give away our sovereignty without consulting this House or the people? That is something which I'm not content with, and I suspect many colleagues here today would share my concerns. Well, perhaps some of them think that, uh, rather like those who were deciding the uh, regulations at the last pandemic, that uh, they wouldn't apply to them. I can assure honourable and right honourable members uh, that they will. The very democracy that we've taken for granted all our lives is now under threat, and it's not under threat from invading armies, hailing up on from hostile nations. No, our democracy is under threat due to the apparent corruption and decay of our own government institutions which are allowing this power grab to happen. Honourable and right honourable members in this chamber should never forget that we are the servants of the people. We're, we're not their masters and the, the servants should not sell out their masters ever. In my opinion, anyone who supports any one of these WHO instruments, either of them, which I refuse to call, one of them I refuse to call an agreement because I have not agreed, and the people of North West Leicestershire have not agreed. Indeed, I think the majority of my constituents would never agree to these instruments. In my view, any member of this Parliament who would hand over these powers to such a discredited organisation as WHO does not deserve a seat in this chamber or any elected assembly around the world. So in conclusion, Madam Deputy Speaker, to even contemplate giving away these sort of powers to this sort of body, which affects not just the democratic rights, but indeed the human rights of every single man, woman and child in our nation without a referendum will be quite simply catastrophic. People have said this will lead to one world government, when in fact it's rather worse it would be a one world dictatorship. Signing up to this treaty and binding ourselves with the WHO without a single debate on it, a single vote on it, or asking the general public what they think, would make being a member of the European Union look like a democratic paradise by comparison. That's why we need this bill. And I'm aware, Madam Deputy Speaker, that the looming prospect of prorogation, even if the House supports my motion today, the bill will fall in a few days' time. However, Madam Deputy Speaker, as the phrase goes, I will be back. I will be back. Now, this is the document here, article by article comparison from the previous original 2005 international health regulations to the new ones. And we'll see the changes that made just a few examples, perhaps. So anything here that's in uh, block letters underlined is new text proposed. 
And as far as we know, this is what's going through. So here we learn about health products, including therapeutics, vaccines, medical devices, personal protective equipment, diagnostics, um, assistive products, cell and gene-based therapies. Cell and gene-based therapies. Some of us don't like the sound of cell and gene-based therapies, just as an example. And we notice here, this, this happens quite a lot, uh, standard recommendations means, and the non-binding is simply crossed out. So it changes standard recommendations means non-binding. That changes to standard, standard recommendations means advice issued. So the non-binding bit is taken out just by simply crossing out a couple of lines. Here we see Article 3, the implementation of these regulations shall be, and this is taken out with full respect for dignity, human rights and fundamental freedoms of persons. Why on earth would you want to take that out? What is wrong with that? I just don't see what is wrong with it. Then here we see the WHO shall collect information regarding events through its surveillance activities. So the WHO appears to be having surveillance activities. And these are all things that make me quite uncomfortable. I don't particularly want to be surveilled by the World Health Organization, to be quite honest. And look at this bit here about consultation that's simply crossed out. This is, this is now being taken out. Before taking any action based on such reports, WHO shall consult with an attempt to obtain verification from the state party in whose territory the event is allegedly occurring. Why on earth wouldn't the World Health Organization want to liaise with the individual states? It really does seem a bit strange to take that out to me. This one here, upon request of WHO, state parties with the production capacity shall undertake measures to scale up production of health products. I wonder what health products they could be scaling the production up of. And have we seen any recent difficulties with scaling up products in the past few years? Documents containing information concerning travellers' destination should preferably produce, be produced in digital format. So it sounds like digitalization of who goes where, when. Anyway, this goes down to Article 56. And there's quite a few uh, bits of additional information at the bottom there. Uh, I'm not going to go on and do any more than that i think that gives you the idea this has been well covered in previous videos we've talked to uh, great global campaigners on this james roguski and uh, philip cruz who have dealt with this in much more detail and i'll put the links to those uh, previous videos uh, on the top of the screen at the end of this one so it really is quite a bemusing development um basically will be being controlled by people in Geneva who are being controlled by who knows uh, who. 
And this seems to be happening. Very strange that this is sovereignty has just been given away by our governments. I don't understand it, but that is my understanding of what is happening. Thank you for watching.